Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Oh my goodness, hello world. It's Tuesday. It is the 22nd, that's an 11. 2-2 is my lucky number. Yay, so much goodness. And it's the final spill the tea of 2020. This is our 30th show. That's crazy. I know. I, when I saw all those um, thumbnails, it was, I was like, have we really done that many? Yeah, 30. I looked inside the little uh, playlist. It's not so little anymore, but the playlist over on uh, the Facebook page, I was like, oh my goodness, this is 30. <laughs> well, I have some ideas for next year too. I actually was thinking about it um, on my drive to, because I've been going back and forth to the beach all December. And so I've had lots of driving and thinking time. And so I have some ideas. For next year, we'll have to manifest. Yes, I. Me too. I've been thinking about it a lot too. Um, books definitely comes into mind because I feel like we're constantly talking about books that are rocking our worlds. Yes. Um. So I did change our background, our backdrop again, as everyone <laughs> who's watching the Facebook Live will be able to see, in honor of the fact that December was a, a beach month for you, and. Hi. I thought, let's put the water there. Let's love it. let's add some like some nice calming beauty. Uh, and last night, of course, was or earliest morning, depending on where you were in the world, was the great conjunction <laughs> of Saturn and Jupiter. And for those of you eighty kids, wow. kids who watched the dark crystal the jim henson movie the dark crystal in the 80s you will know what i mean when i say the great conjunction well i'm now, watching that over break yes you I, are now it wasn't jupiter and saturn that were uh, that were conjuncting <laughs> in the movie it was actually three moons or three suns i think it was three suns Ooh. like thera Una, like all these like wildly beautiful names. You will love it. I mean, yeah, I, I did not see it, but that is uh, up my alley. <laughs> it is so. My, my sister and I were were sending back and memes back and forth yesterday because it was. I mean, we we went through a VHS tape when we were kids. Like we watched it so much, we had to get another one. Like, oh my god, that's how much we watched it. it was, we loved it. it was like like love love loved it growing up so anyways for those of you who got to see it congratulations i loved looking at all the photos i saw the um, i saw yours that you sent me that was beautiful um i shared one last night i because it was storming here in seattle it was actually snowing okay molly it was snowing heart-shaped snowflakes that's incredible 
It was so, so beautiful. I shared it on Instagram. I need to share it on Facebook today because when they were falling, I was like, okay, that's a heart. Like, is it just me? Like, am I looking for that? <laughs> am I looking for hearts? Maybe, maybe a little bit. However, I slowed it down. Like I did a slow-mo video. And I'm like, no, I am not imagining it. Like at least 30% of, and they were like the size of silver dollars. Oh my gosh. That's it amazing. was so beautiful. I was like, well, you know, if we have to miss seeing the Christmas star for the snow, I'm all in. I think that is beautiful. It was actually pretty tiny from where we were, but, um, you know, it's, um, I don't know if I would have found Jesus, if that was the guiding light that I had to find him, but, um, <laughs> we certainly would have been walking for a very long time. Well, we were walking on the beach cause we were like, let's just try to get a different vantage point. And we're like, Oh wait, uh, the moon and the star, everything. It just, everything is just shifting with us. You know, it's just so much bigger. <laughs> I love that. You're like, let's move to this corner. It'll be, I know. We're like, wait a minute. We're too small, but you know, it's such a beautiful reminder that we're just, you know, no matter what it is that we're carrying or, you know, how heavy or big, whatever it seems like when you put your eyes toward the stars, it's all really small. So true. You know, so. I often, I feel like I say that so often to clients, like it, when they're heavy laden, yeah. when they're, they're feeling so, when they're feeling everything, right? When they are, when, when they're feeling all of the pressure, all of the anxiety, all the stress, I'm like, it's time for you to look up. When was the last time you've looked up? It's, and for me, that's, that is where I look to, when I'm having conversations with God, I look up. Right. I'm connecting up. I'm connecting with something bigger than I am. And for, for those who don't have that connection, you don't need to believe that there's a God up there to actually experience the, our creator. Yeah. It seems so strange when, when you, I'm sure when you're hearing people talk about, about it, if you don't have that connection to um, spirit or a creator or God, However, you don't need to believe in creator for the creator to believe in you. And it's, there's something so powerful when we look up and especially now, because we all carry around these like, um, contraptions that are killing our necks. <laughs> that is actually true. We're all like looking down at our feet all the time. And so mm -hmm. we were, Drew and I got up at the Crocodon uh, 3.15 this morning to go look at another celestial event that we could see because the storm had blown through. It was all these shooting stars mm -hmm. and we're standing, we're looking up and I'm like, oh my God, this feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good to look up. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh goodness. Well, I'm reading two books right now. One is um, Isis Revealed um, by Madame Volovansky or something like that. It's a very Blavansky or Blavansky, I don't know, but, and then another one is about Ma Durga, which is a Hindu goddess who's a warrior goddess and kind of amazing. And she rides a tiger. So, of course she does. you know, yes. or some people say a lion or a tiger. I see a tiger, but anyway, um, of course I'm going to love her. But um, in one of those books, I don't know which one it was, but they were saying how the great mother lives in the ocean, you know, like she embodies that the rolling tide. And this morning during my meditation on the beach, you know, just the, um, the sense of, um, you know, all of these birds are being fed and they're flying and, you know, the, the rhythm of the ocean and the shells turning into the sand, you know, and this beautiful cycle of everything is in constant transformation. It is very, um, 
it was such a moment of healing and faith for me this morning that, you know, we are just a part of this giant collective sea. And, um, you know, and just to not forget that, you know, you know, the lone, the lone human on the beach, you know, and, you know, just part of this great whole. Um, it was really, really cool. So I think sooner we realize that and connect to that, the more peace has an opportunity to truly rest in us. I totally agree. And it's just such a, a sense of just deep, like, um, faith that it just doesn't matter, you know, like it's, you're exactly where you need to be in this moment, you know, and, um, I think looking forward to 2021, you know, and having that sense of faith and, and knowing, um, you know, that all things, whether we perceive them as good or bad is, is just a part of the experience and to roll with it, like the, the waves coming into the, the shore, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just really a cool thought. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, <clears throat> now that we kind of had the, the, the pre-show, <laughs> I'm so excited because you were sharing that you have combined kind of the breathing and the meditation for us today. So I'm ready. Yeah. My okay. feet are bare and are on the ground. And I love it. Yes. I have my feet in my Uggs today cause it's chilly here. Um, I've had for like 10 years. Um, so finding that seat, and this is a practice that I hope that we don't just do, you know, once in a while, that this is a way that you could start your day and end your day or um, as a way to fuel and reconnect. Um, but I just start to find that tall lifted spine and our feet are connecting to the earth. Starting to notice the release of your shoulders unclenching your jaw, softening your face. Bringing the awareness to the very tip of the nose, filling and feeling the chi, the energy, the breath through our being. And in this particular breath, we're going to breathe in and we are going to expand the belly, our Manapura chakra here. This is our storehouse of energy and our will. And we're going to breathe this energy up through our heart center and into our mind's eye. And then exhale from our mind through our heart into our belly. So focusing, pulling the air up through from the, the belly to the heart to the mind and holding it there for just a moment. And then exhale from the mind to the heart to the belly. Take a big collective breath in together. And exhale through the mouth, releasing to the world. Hmm. In this practice, you know, if we start to understand our body as a temple and the relationship of our material self to our spiritual selves, you know, the chakra system is that bridge. And, you know, the belly is our store of energy. Our heart is our compassion, you know, our the place of where our soul resides. Yeah. And our, you know, mind's eye is our place, you know, of knowing. And when we're connecting these, right, our intent with our will, this is this ability to focus and have this clear, empty path between 
is really the source of our power um, to be moving from this place of reaction to a place of creation. And um, it's a really important, a really important breath and meditation to practice. So. Mm. I love that. Well, I think that it's, it is easier for most of us who have not mastered the art of quieting our minds at a moment's notice <laughs> uh, to, to actually really lean into breathing, right? To have a guided breath. Yeah. Like, okay, focus here, then focus here, then focus here. Now hold. Okay. Release. Focus here, focus here, focus here. <laughs> like it, it, I can't think of anything else when I'm yeah. doing that. Right. We yeah. were focused on the action and, you know, I've, I've shared this over the entire year that even when I've had those, th those moments of anxiety in the middle of the night for whatever reason, some, sometimes actually most times I'm like, I don't even know why I'm feeling anxious about it. I, it's not my own it's it's not something that's happening to me. It's what's going on that's that's creating the collectible that collectible conscious, yeah, the know, grand types, yeah, yeah. That collectible conscious that that the the breathing and the you know telling my mind what to do while I'm breathing has truly helped keep me calmer this year, yeah. and I'm so grateful for that, Molly. Thank you so much. Well, I am happy that to hear that. I for me, like the breath, you know. In Eastern ideology, it's chi or prana. Um, you know, I, at this stage of my journey, like I imagine, and, and I think quantum physics is um, kind of proving this in, with science, you know, that this breath, this ether is actually the thing that connects us um, as the great spirit, right? Yeah. The unseen, um, but when you're pulling that and bringing that layer of intent to what the breath is, that we're actually breathing in that spirit, that animating force, that um, that life force, right? Yes. Well, that is the breath of of God or the goddess or the spirit or whatever. It's just kind of amazing and remarkable. And then everything becomes sacred. Yeah. And that's it. Also makes the it makes the trees feel more sacred too, right? Because they're all of these living things. I don't know. It's just so incredibly profound when you can start to see that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Well, similar to what we were saying earlier, like you don't have to believe it for it to be real. It's the, the gift of seeing it is a blessing in itself, right? Yeah. It's, I can't remember what, what movie, I mean, it's in so many Christmas movies, but the whole seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. Hmm. You know, I think Santa Claus, I think, <laughs> I think the sun says it like in Tim Allen's Santa Claus series, but it's in several. And every time they say it, I'm like, it's so true. Like, you aren't required to believe it for it to be real. Yeah, no, I love that. It's when you when you are ready, it is there for you. And uh, I shared with you this morning a song. It's a Christmas song that came out a few years ago about. It's called Seasons, and it's it is a Christmas song. It's a it's a Christian Christmas song. <laughs> so there is this beautiful connection between the seasons and. Uh, it's so funny that you sent me the line that every time I hear it, I can see it. Me right? too. That, That's how that, I feel that, like embodies our life story up until this moment. You yes, know? yes. And uh, we'll we'll be I'll be sure to share it here in the notes. But the song, the the concept of you know we we're a seed that's buried under the snow, and and even though we're buried under the snow, we are meant to grow. We're here to grow. And the story obviously is talking about Jesus 
uh, and in the, the, the Christian religion, he is the center of Christmas. It's uh, all around his birth. The Christmas star was the star that led the three wise men to walk through the, the you know, the desert and, you know, ultimately see him likely as a toddler, not on his birthday, but <clears throat> whatever. Yeah. Um, that's why we're so dim last night. It would have taken me till he was a teenager to find it. <laughs> well, I mean, we we do have uh, quite a bit more light pollution than they did two thousand years ago, and they were kind of in the middle of the desert. So, <laughs> details. Just those little details. Uh, but this the concept of um, even in this right, like um, our creator created the seed that was put in the ground that grew into this large sequoia, which turned into the cross where. Jesus gave his life. And so the circle of even the material that was used um, in that whole process, it's everything is connected. And the more I get to, to know this man that walked the planet, Jesus, this, this holy, amazing son of our creator, I, I have this feeling that he walked and just had this desire for all of us to get it so much sooner in our lives. You know, I mean, basically 30 to 33, he was doing his ministry before he passed, right? Before he died. And so like, he was walking, knowing the way he's like, Oh, I see it. I see the seed in the snow and I see it all. Like, I know, like follow this way because it is so much more beautiful. And I feel like we're living in this way that he wanted us to live in from birth. It's just taken so long to get here. Uh, and I'm so excited about that. I'm excited to be there and be so much closer to really embracing the power and beauty that is all around us and totally available for us to snuggle right in. Well, and I think that's the true essence of joy, right? I think the, um, that I, um, was watching this um, video last night of Marianne Williamson and she was saying about this woman in exile. She read, read this quote about how, you know, the women on the fringe, um, you know, exiled, the sense of being exiled. And, you know, it's time to basically um, recommune, right? And um, I think the recommuning is the awakening to that, the interconnectedness, right? And that is the, the true essence of joy. And then, you know, jo the opposite of joy is the feeling of exile, right? Of feeling lost. Um, and I think that's it. I, I personally, you know, have always been a very, I've been really, really intrigued and interested about religions, period, all religions, not just Christianity, all religions I've studied at some sort of level, just because, you know, obviously that's just my passion. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it, I don't think there is a singular path or way. Um, you know, I think that's what's so incredibly beautiful is that we each have um, lessons to learn and that they're all equally valid and um, beautiful. And, um, you know, the key is just to be awake enough to, to walk it. Yes. Well, my, my friend, I've shared, I've shared this series that she wrote a couple of times, but uh, Jackie Turner wrote a blog series on the, the spiritual walk or our faith walk and the mm -hmm. different stages as, as she's experienced them, as she's studied them, uh, and it's really fascinating to me because I feel like we've seen snips of this in 2020, which is where some people can get stuck in, in the child like faith. Yes. And they get stuck in this, in the space 
of um, this is what I learned. And I can't, if I try and learn anything new, I'm going to hell. Yeah. And if I try to have a deeper relationship, that's more personal. Something's wrong with me. Is what that is. Yeah. And, and reading her blog posts this year and reading all of the books that we have read together here on the show and listened to on our walks, you know, you in North Carolina, me in Washington state, uh, this year has been, it has been such a year of growth and, and expanding the possibilities for me um, personally, like there, yes, I get it. 2020 was not what everyone expected. 2020 did not involve as, um, as much in person with other people as people wanted. Um, however, I think that the person we spent a lot of time with this year was ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we all collectively needed that. And there's people who are are stuck in very dangerous situations in their home with abusive partners, whether they be um, the, the man in the, in the house or the female in the house. Everybody has a fist and can hit. Uh, and so like, I want to recognize that there, this isn't everyone's journey, right? That yeah, being yeah. in your home is a great thing. Mm -hmm. However, for me personally, you know, I have a, a loving partner and a dog that goes with me wherever I go. She is my shadow. And so I've been able to have a lot of reflective um, conversations with myself and I found freedom in releasing a lot of the preconceived notions or or simply the things that I never really thought were even questionable. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, girl. I mean, that process of unwinding or rewilding, you know, is really an important one for all of us to go through. Um, and, you know, sort of turning all of your, you know, preconceived non-negotiables upside down um, because the more that I study that about different things, the more I realize that the energies themselves are neutral, right? Um, it's just our perception and our lens that actually taints or colors either positively or negatively, but the energies itself are neutral. Mm -hmm. And that is actually kind of profound when we think about it that way. Um, I think this age of Aquarius that we're moving into, right? The Aquarius, and my moon sign is Aquarius. So I'm like in my, I'm in my, um, I'm just like stepping into my season, like from that song, you know, I kind of, yes. yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, this is totally the season um, to become the tree, right? Is the Aquarian energies are very um, open and very um, accepting. And so I do hope as we usher in this, this move from the material Capricorn into this airy Aquarius is that we will begin to see sort of the beauty in all things and all people and always, and not have it be so concrete and finite of right and wrong um, and sort of lift the veil of um, some of that duality that we get stuck in. All I keep hearing in my in my head is is the song and free love, like the whole concept that the hippies were trying to get us you know, or get everybody who is around at that point to realize like, like, let, let us not be constrained. That's it. By, well, and, and I feel like we're still fighting a lot of the things that they were fighting. You know, this, it was, it's just looks slightly different, but um, patriarchy, cor this corporate structure, capitalism, all these things that, that they were like, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel like this should be the, the only option for our, our 
human experience. I totally agree. And that's really what my book is all about is a new path to a new way we can do business. That's really better aligned with our spirit um, and reintegrating um, the, the, our sense of spirit and our, and our, you know, our, our business and our professional, our spirit and our material selves, but really reintegrating um, those into one so that our businesses reflect our, our soul's purpose. Um, and, and are just, um, about consumption and material wealth. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited for the book to come out. I know that you're kind of in the, the final stretch with building and, and, you know, bringing, bringing things together visually and that we'll be able to really talk about that, um, and get everybody, you know, on the path to getting it into their, uh, their Kindles or their, their hands, um, in in q1 right so it's walk into a date because there's still so many things that are like pouring out of me um and so i'm still iterating but um or as margaret atwood says revisioning that's the revision Mm -hmm. process is when you go back and you think it still holds true that your vision holds true Mm -hmm. um so that's that's where i'm at right now i'm revisioning yeah i well and that's important i mean this year we've we've all had a chance to kind of revision our lives in a lot of ways. Uh, and what's, what was so cute and, and so, so um, not surprising to me, but when we started asking people, you know, like, what, what do you want more of in 2021? Right. Like yeah. we, I feel like we've, we've talked about 2020. We've, um, we've discussed, we've reflected on it. We've, we've done our best in these, 352 days or whatever, <laughs> 55 days maybe, um, to, to find the beauty, right? Yeah. We've, we've slipped a couple of times and had those days where it's just like, ah, <laughs> like this pandemic is getting the best of me. But I, I feel for most people, you know, we, we're seeing hope. We're seeing, you know, we've got another couple quarters of this, mm-hmm. of being home and uh, you know being uh, safe being the safest we possibly can be for others and for ourselves and so i when we asked like what do you want more of the resounding answers at least in my inbox and on my facebook post and on instagram it was the people are hoping for in 2021 is the is hugs i mean it, it's physical touch yeah and yeah. I, I mean, it, like, I don't know what, what you heard back, but I, I was, I'm bawling when I'm reading my friends. Cause I'm thinking, oh, it's so, like, it is that, especially, especially our, uh, our sisters and our brothers who live alone. Yeah, I know that's, you know, it's, it's hard, right? Cause like, I, I don't live alone. Right. And so we have teenagers and animals and, you know, my wife and, you know, all of, you know, we've got even my ex-husband, you know, we've all been sort of one big family this year. And, um, you know, it's one of those, you know, we don't, we don't have that. So that probably wouldn't be on the top of my list because I still have a lot of physical touch in my life. Um, but so, so well, and as a Scorpio, that says a lot. That is my love language. Uh, I'm like, bring it, you know, like I um totally blushing now. Oh my gosh, you're so I, sweet, you're blushing. I know, right? 
Um, no, yeah, I, I am a very physical person. So like, I, I have to have, that's yeah. my language, right? Yeah, so, um, but it is, um, so I don't have, I don't have that hole in my life. Um, you know, whereas some people who are alone, you know, that would be really hard for me being the way that I'm wired to not have that kind of, um, you know, to have that connection to other people. Yeah. So, um, when I saw all of that coming in, like, um, I was like, wow, you know, cause like I, that would not be on the top of my list for 2021 for me, like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like that song that you're going to post, like, this is our season, you know, it is our time to be, go from the seed into the sequoia. And what I, that means to me is, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's time to step up, take our place in the circle as women and as builders and to really not just talk about change, but to create change, um, not just for ourselves, but for our daughters and their daughters and really restore balance in our planet, on our planet and in our planet, you know, not just business, but the environment protecting planet. I mean, there's just you know, seeing our brothers and sisters as, as equals and, and stopping all this bullshit, you know, and breaking down the stuff that doesn't, you know, that doesn't serve. It's, it's really time, you know? I agree. I agree. And I think that, um, that was, that was, um, I don't think it was as profound sounding as you, you're, you're stating it right now, but I do think that this, uh, more of an abundance mindset was also another big reveal right? Mm -hmm. When I, what are you looking forward to? Abundance uh, in my family, in my career, like uh, looking for abundance as opposed to this focus on scarcity and what, uh, what follows scarcity? Fear. Yeah, that's it. Right. Anxiety. Like I, I feel like everyone is ready, even though we all know we've got the first six months of the year for most of us will be the same as the last nine months. It yeah. will be the same in, in our day to day. So yeah. what can we do now? What can we keep alive in these, the first six months that we step into 2021 to keep abundance mindset focused? And oh, I yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, like one of the finding your triggers, right? So for me, a trigger of um, to remember an abundance mindset is to look at a sunflower, to cut your cucumber and see the seeds. Yes. Right? That there is within all around us reminders every single minute and moment that the world is abundant. Yes. I mean, it is shocking to me, like when you cut open a, a squash and you have all of the seed right there. Yes. You know, the, the seed and the cucumber, right? I, I know. One fruit bears so much seed, yeah. but we waste it, right? Yes. yes. We, we waste it. But if we were to just take what we have right in front of us and learn how to work with it, instead of just consuming and discarding, you know, there is plenty for everyone. So use seed, whether it's an acorn or a sunflower seed or cucumber seed or tomato, whatever it is, the seed in your orange, right? Whatever that seed is as your trigger that the world is abundant and there is plenty for all if we better use the resources given to our to us. Well, that can be more of a perfect setup to one of the the ideas that was floating around in my head when I was like, you know, how, how can we give really actionable 
it, like truly actionable ways for people to step into January 1st and those first six months with joy mm-hmm. and, and with purpose and excited about things. And so I was thinking about when, when I was little and when my niece was little and we were all, you know, collectively raising this beautiful young woman, we used to take our egg cartons and do, we, we would plant just random things from the kitchen, you know, like the seeds from the cucumbers, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the eyes of the potato, Yes, (laughs) like, like, like just, you know, take the, you know, so, so have fun. fun. Yeah. I mean, have fun and pull out, like, you don't need anything fancy people. Like pull out the the egg carton and put the put the little bits of the soil in there and put the little seeds. I mean, it is miraculous whether it turns into a full blown plant or not. It is the joy is in the everyday watching the seeds. And so if we if we can all collectively, when we're feeling that sadness, think what can I do today that where I can plant a seed? And and it could be like actually physically doing this. I am going to do that because I am bound and determined to figure out a way to grow more food here in my home. And I don't have property. I mean, I'm up against a forest, so it feels like I have endless property, but I don't have gardening property. But you do have the internet, which I don't have on my farm. And (laughs) Stephanie Chumbly have that amazing garden, that growing internal garden that is hooked onto the Wi-Fi. And I would do that in a heartbeat if I actually had Wi-Fi. But, um, you know, we all of our we had used to have a smart house. So when we moved into our farm, we brought all these devices over for our smart house and like nothing works, you know. So, you know, it doesn't work yet. Yeah, it doesn't work yet. Um, But yeah, but that is a great way to do a garden or mushrooms. You know, you can get mushrooms online and they're just in a bag. And then, you know, if you haven't watched Fantastic Fungi yet, people go check it out because it's our planet's, um, you know, nervous system. Um, And it's such a a beautiful, beautiful thought. Um, But yeah, I mean, growing food, connecting to seed, you know, and again, for me, like I had this moment about a month ago with acorns and I just had this profound a sense of um, it, it was just it was a moment, right? Holding an acorn, thinking that everything exists within this tiny seed to become a mighty oak, right? Mm-hmm. It all exists. The, there's nothing that is it, it's already coded to be the oak and we are already coded to be the oak, right? We hold ourselves back. So that mindset shift is just releasing, letting go all of those thoughts that hold us back, that make us small and, you know, sort of embracing this idea that we already have it all. It's just right here, right? And we just have to remember, you know, pulling our spirit and our body together, remember, and, we are limitless in terms of possibility and empowerment. Um, So I just, I don't know, like chopping your vegetables, everything can become an act of meditation when we bring that layer of intent to the task. Completely, completely agree. And I, I love um, listening to you and watching your face when you're talking about this stuff. (laughs) 
in your zone, lady. You're in your zone, friend. Oh, well, I'm looking at you, so I don't like to look at myself. I still haven't watched my speech, by the way. I will do that over break because I promise <laughs> you I will. Stacy, you heard her. I know. I just don't like the way I look. So it's, it's, I just make myself. You look magnificent in this video. Oh, would, uh, uh, say something nice about yourself. I um, am everything I need in the seed, but <laughs> I am the giant. Oh, oh you just said, but. Oh, yeah. Some work to do. We got I some work. I like to look at myself. I, you know, I get too self-conscious, and I don't want to edit, right? And so all of us are in that same boat, right? Like, let's just not, let's don't give two shits. Um, but for me, not giving two shits is not um, watching it or over obsessing, right? I just let it flow. Well, so, you don't have to watch yourself. You can listen to yourself. That's true. Um, you, <clears throat> uh, let me just take that barrier. Uh, <laughs> But you want to watch yourself talking about the grinding. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Did I do that again? Did I do that? That's so good. I love it. I love it so much. I I mean, you you have, we we all have a message that is on our heart right now in this moment that we yeah. are purposed and tasked to give, right? And so uh, it, let us not let this, um, you know, this body hold us back from That's doing that. Yeah. Right. Let us, let us not al allow that. You know, I'm, I'm of course still slowly consuming Cassandra speaks. Oh, I haven't started yet. <laughs> like normally, and y'all have heard me say this over the last 30 shows that I love to mm -hmm. listen to books at like double speed. I want to hear it, but that is something that I feel really changed for me this year. Mm -hmm. I feel like I started the year listening to podcasts at one and a half mm -hmm. and here I am listening to Cassandra speaks <laughs> at one speed. Wow, girl. And this book is just stretching me. It is stretching me. Uh, I have so many, so many things that have come from this book that have inspired me to do things differently in my own life and how, not only how I speak, but how I support others who are being squelched, mm. how to actually look for when my sisters and brothers are not being believed mm. and, and really asking, tell me more, far more often mm. and encouraging others to, to ask the questions more often. Tell me more, tell me more, mm. tell me more. Um, and I'll, what was interesting is this week when I was listening over the last week, I was listening to it and she was talking about how when she was doing research for the book, which is another really interesting thing, is all the books that I've read this year, they've all talked about how much they research every single thing yeah. that they write. Yeah. And I know this is going to this is going to shock everyone, but they're all women. Women feel so so strongly that they need to research and have proof of everything they write because we're all Cassandra's in some way, shape or form mm. that we will be questioned. And yeah. it was so interesting because she was talking about the hero's journey, the hero story and literature yeah. in it, today's world. And she was like, okay, so I'm going to read to you the list of the top 20 books mm -hmm. of all times. Mm -hmm. And shocking. <laughs> They're all written by men except for like two. Mm. Uh, and the ones that are written by women are like the, 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 the woeful story of women. Mm, yeah. It's time like, to rewrite that. And so 
she then reads the list of the top 15 books that are read in schools. And again, they're all lots of Homer, lots of William Shakespeare. Um, <clears throat> and her point was twofold. One is when a woman writes a book, everybody puts it in women's literature, the women's literature section yeah. or the chiclet section. <laughs> Why is a book that's written by women and that's a woman's story categorizes that yet men's literature doesn't go under men's literature. It's I know, I know. literature. And these things that I think, what, like, how have I not been incensed by this yeah. until this point in my life? How have I not thought, I mean, I've always hated the term chiclet, like hated that term because yeah. that's ridiculous. Like, because it's about girls and friendships and women and getting together and it, whether they're, you know, sewing a, a, a blanket or knitting or whatever it is that they're doing collectively and having conversation that somehow that's chiclet, like men can't read that. No. Um, or that somehow it makes it fanciful and fluffy. No. Anyway, so I'm like, I'm getting like, and I thought, you know what? I am going to, I'm going to start something this year and I'm going to, to, inspire others to do it. So I'll start here, inspiring mm -hmm. everyone here, which is I'm going to write a list of the 20 women who impacted me the most this year. And I'm going to include real life women mm -hmm. who I know and love. Mm -hmm. And also these women who wrote these books mm -hmm. that I've consumed this year, the book of longing, mm -hmm. the burning oh, woman with Lucy long. Pierce, like these women, yeah. because it is about normalizing the, this female voice yeah. in ways that I never really even thought about before and yeah. not actually having to say, these are the 20 women, but these are the 20 humans that have truly impacted me yeah. and, and getting more focused on bringing, putting the bow on my year by looking back at who truly impacted me. What books did I read this year? What did they teach me? How did it? And, and walking through that so that I'm not led by when I Google, what are the books I should read before I die? And none of these women's books are on those lists. Yeah, I love that. I'll do the same because this was sort of a profound year of learning and, and reading and writing and all of those things. So I'm 100% with you. There were some even some characters um, like in the book of longing, the character of Anna and um, you know, her, you know, her, what is it? What is she, what was she called? The, her largeness. Um, oh, yes. I mean, in that, in the seeing bowl, I yeah. mean, when I first, when she first said those words in that book, I'm like, that's it. You know, like we have been holding back our largeness, yes. you know, and that, um, like it's even making me emotional now just thinking about it because it connected like in my core, you know, of, you know, it's time to to step into our largest ladies, you know, like all of that. Yes. You know? Well, I think that what was so fascinating in, in the book of longing was a, a big one for me as well. And the, the, it, her incantation bowl and how she had to write her prayer in it. And yeah. that this, the ritual of keeping ourselves nurtured yeah, and on a daily basis, praying this prayer that is so precious to us that we are, we are willing to, to write it down something that was um, against the law. Yeah. Right. Like we're, we're risking it all to say this, say these words mm. because they are so incredibly important to us. And 
Um, for those of you who who didn't read the book, I I have I literally have the prayer saved on the computer here, and it's Lord our God, hear my prayer, the prayer of my heart. Bless the largeness inside me, no matter how I fear it. Bless my reed pens and my inks. Bless the words I write. May they be beautiful in your sight. May they be visible to eyes not yet born. When I am dust, sing these words over my bones. She was a voice. And I, I believe there's so many layers of power in this prayer. And when, they, when I listened to several interviews with Sue Monk Kidd, who wrote this book. For those of you who aren't familiar with Sue Monk Kidd, she was also the author who wrote um, The yeah. Life of Beauty. Yeah. And so most everybody's like, oh, her. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, the bee lady. Yeah. But she was uh, the gals on Free Cookies, the Free Cookies podcast interviewed her. And they were uh, they were just gushing. I mean, those two, they cracked me up. Mm. Catherine and Kate. <laughs> Kate and Kate. Um, but they were, they were asking her the question I was, I, I was thinking, I'm listening to this, like, does Suma Kid want this, those words over her? Which mm-hmm. I was like, cause I do mm-hmm. now I do now. I like, I think, okay, I need to add that to my will. Like these are the, you know, I want these words spoken over me, like with this yeah. power. Uh, and that, you know, the, the affirmations that we've been walking through this year and the power of these words and sitting with them in every season. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Q1 because we didn't do any of those. We actually didn't do Q1 or Q2 <laughs> because we kind of started that later in the show, like looking yeah. at the affirmations. And, you know, your the intentional business has affirmations and meditations in it as well. And so we've got all this beautiful content that um, we have been inspired to write alongside all of this other content that we have been blessed with this year by these other amazing women that we are going to be able to really soak in. And I'm, I'm excited for Q1 and Q2. I know that there's not going to be travel, but I also know that I've learned to modify my day yeah. so that I'm not working 18 hours a day anymore. Yeah, me too. And I'm making some life changes so that I don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that Stace and I are talking about is creating a little art studio on our farm. I used to do a lot of pottery and I haven't done that for years. So I maybe my first project with the pottery studio, um, is incantation bowls for all of us. Yay. Oh, I that love that. Start to use that as a tool. I think anything I believe in from my tippy toes to the top of my head that, as we as we grow older together as a community, as we are blessed to breathe in and out every day and mm-hmm. and connect on levels like this, that that we will build in our own beautiful rituals. Yeah. And I love the idea of coming up with something that we need and you you can create it in your studio. I can write it with my fingertips that mm-hmm. that we can also we don't have to be on the sidelines of our lives. That's it. We are the creators. We are creatrixes. We are. Well, another tool that I think is really great talking about seeds. I just realized that these were sitting in front of me. These are mala beads. They're 108 Bodhi beads from the Bodhi um, tree, which is what? Yeah, there you go. This is a wonderful tool for Mm. focus and learning to meditate. So if you don't have um, a a mala beads yet, I'm going to pop in a... um, 
link there to get some beads. But these are not only is it a reminder that the seed, we have everything in us, it exists. Yes. But this 108 is a magical number. And this tool is a wonderful way to do um, any kind of Japa meditation, J-A-P-A, which is repetition. Um, and as we know, Japa, the more you repeat something, the, the energy of that thing builds, right? Um, and so that's the beauty of a Japa meditation is that it's, it's building um, energy. Um, so this is a wonderful little tool. And if you get one of these and you don't know how to use it, um, just DM me and I'll show you because it's beautiful. You know what I find so profound about what you just shared is that this using these 108 beads, this, uh, these guides, I mean, this is, this reminds me of my grandma and my great grandma, um, like the rosary beads. Right. Oh. And, and that, that is not, that is not owned by the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. They modified something that was, you know, centuries older than their religion. And th these are the, this is what I'm talking about. The, the, the scales falling off of our eyes mm. is realizing that, that, all, all of these stories are connected. All of these powerful stories that have been told to us that we, for some reason in the last, you know, 500 years, we wanted to claim ownership of creation for so many things. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it, you know, it is that patriarchal, um, that very, that high male energy, that masculine Ooh. energy. And I think that we, uh, we're switching that conversation. Uh, one of the things she also talks about in Cassandra Speaks is she is in New York quite a bit. She's obviously she's an author. So she goes into town to meet with publishers. And, and, and in particular, back in the day when she first started writing, that was the process. There was no internet. There was no self-publishing. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you hoofed it to the different publishing houses, right? And how uh, one particular day she decided to look up when she was walking through um, Central Park. And she, she was like, looked at the statue. She's like, oh, I, I've walked by this so many times. I think I'm going to stop and I'm going to read it. And so she stops and she looks at it and she reads it. And she's, she's like, oh, this is soldiers from World War One. You know, mm -hmm. they're all you know, just disheveled. They're carrying a, a dead soldier in their arms. But this is like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a memorial to this. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she keeps walking and, oh, there's another one. And, and now it's like this gilded horse with this, this man on it. Well, of mm -hmm. course, it's a Civil War general. I think Sherman. Mm -hmm. My memory serves me right now. Uh, and she is just having this moment, this download, this, this spiritual download. And, and she's remembering this book that she's read years ago. I think it was a Portuguese author, but it was the, tell me what you focus on and I'll tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. And she has, so she's hearing this quote come in her mind, into her mind. And she's realizing that all of these statues walking through Central Park are all war related. Mm. And and they're all men, men. yeah, or, or um, male identifying, yeah, right. You can't. It's a statue, so it's not like there's any anatomically correct <laughs> here. But but you identify. Oh, that's a dude, right? And and how when it's a woman, it is usually like the well. There's angels there, mm. like like that's how they that's how they say. Well, there's of course there's women. And that not until 2014 did an organization come together to actually really put the feet, their feet to the fire in New York City to actually add women, mm. like female formed women mm. that represented actual women, like mm. 
Susan B. Anthony and uh, who else was on there? Sojourner and a few of the others who really fought for uh, women's rights and the 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 right to vote and all of these other aspects and I and it's again we're we are we're going through a shift yeah it's been, it's been it's been brewing for years we're just starting to see those seeds that people planted in 2000 in 2010 in 2015 they're starting to sprout and so we have what is on our hearts what is what is pulling our heartstrings, what is causing us anxiety and stress that we see and read about, whether it's children not being able to read with like our friend Amita and readability and the work that she's doing in there, the shift she made in her business focus to help more children read, right? This is something that's so important to her that yeah. she shifted her, her entire focus in her business, right? Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, she still has her other business, but her heart and soul is going into this beautiful brand that's focused on helping. I love that. And so what do you, what are we, what seeds are we all going to plant? Mm. We can plant them now. We don't have to wait till January 1st. We can plant it right now and say, what is the, what are these things on our hearts? And, you know, you and I, and a, a, a couple of other people, we've, we've been really talking about this a lot this year. And mm. 2021 is the year that the seeds are going to start sprouting out of the ground. These conversations that we've been having since, really since we met, <laughs> but culminating in, I, I feel like it was really 2017, 2018, when we started sitting around tables for longer than five minutes or yeah. one one cup of coffee. It was more like the three cups of tea. That's it, right? Yes. I love that. I think like the mantra for 2021 should be the three cups of tea, right? The first cup of tea you meet as, as strangers, the second cup of tea as friends, and the third cup of tea as family. And when we know each other and we sit with each other for longer than five minutes, yeah. we understand how and what and why, you know, we can really do incredible, beautiful things together. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, I think that's a, that the statues of war, those are those subtle intake things that we don't even realize how much they taint and color our lens that we see the world. And so if we're going to recreate or create or heaven on earth or whatever that is, then it starts with, um, you know, it's, it starts with those, those subtle changes, you know, it, it is the, you know, for me, I've been doing a lot of goddess studies, you know, and you know, the, the last, how many, how many hundreds of years, everything is any goddess has been hijacked and renamed Mary. You know, which, is, you know, because it makes it palatable. It makes it palatable, right? And it's like you know, the ancient ways were the priestesses. You know, were were the ones who were you know in flow. And so I just there's something so beautiful and and wise about that. That is, it's just kind of time um, that we have the balance. It just can't be one way. Um, and I, and I'm not, you know, for me, I'm about balance, right? It's about the masculine and the feminine uniting. And again, that masculine energy is that will and that feminine energy is that inspiration. And that, that is the equation for creation, um, you know, and we can create our lives however we choose. Um, but we need both, you know? Yes. Well, and we, we, need to remember that there are things that we can control in this. Like I, I can't control the statues that currently exist in the New York city's central park. Yeah. Like that's not a battle for me. 
Yeah, no, it's not. Um, however, it does help trigger for me. Hmm, like what what stories can I tell? Yeah. What women can I highlight? Uh, and this is th this next thing that I want to share with even how we choose what we consume has my my sweet amazing husband Andrew has heard me go on tirades about this because <laughs> I, I feel like I need to put my seatbelt on you know <laughs> you do a little bit um, I am so opposed to movies about people like Ted Bundy. I'm so opposed to the glorification of seri serial killers. Yeah, makes my skin crawl whenever I see like the mind of a, of a murderer or where we are recalling and glorifying these murdering human beings. And, and we brush over the beautiful women mm -hmm. whose light was put out to by these horrible humans. Mm -hmm. And she, uh, Inside Cassandra Speaks, she is pontificating on the what if <laughs> after she talks about these two, the, the, you know, this this realization about how we really glorify war and we're not even realizing we're glorifying war. We feel like we're honoring these these people, but we're glorifying people who could not come to the forking table and figure it out. <laughs> like, just break it down. We're honoring men who could not, who had no who had zero emotional intelligence that because they couldn't have what they wanted, they kidnapped, raped and murdered women. Mm. We're glorifying them by saying their name over and over and over again. And so mm. she tells the story of this woman. Mm. I never looked at it that way ever. It, it, it's, I should process this for a second. Yeah, but yeah, go keep it's, going. It's huge because yeah. I'm gonna share with you this next thing. She So remember um, Sandy Hook? Yes. I mean, that's, that's not far from you, yeah. right? how it was like, this is an insane tragedy. Yeah. Like these beautiful babies. Yeah. Murdered. All of the press around that, all of the craziness around that. But there's a story that isn't told. There was a woman, I'm going to call her Henrietta. I, I don't want to dishonor her by not giving her a name, but I, it's, she only said her name once. Um, this woman who was, an admin, right? Like the woman who welcomes people in, yeah. in a school with hundreds of children. She actually stopped a mass shooting at a school. Hmm. She called 911, had the phone, the speaker on, and was talking to this, this boy. And she was saying things like, baby, I don't want you to die today. Hmm. Like we all carry heavy heavy things. Mm. And baby, I don't want to see you die today. I'm not going to let that happen. Put down your guns. Mm. You're giving me goosebumps. Um, she shares that she's like, you know, my, my husband of 33 years just left me and, and our disabled son and I'm surviving. Mm. You're going to survive this. Like baby, mm. put the guns down. Mm. He puts the guns down. Mm. I mean, hundreds of children right outside this woman's office. Mm. She then proceeds to talk down the SWAT team from coming in guns a-blazing and says, I want you to come in very calmly. Mm. I don't want you to throw this boy to the ground. Mm -hmm. I want you to lovingly take him. We need to care for him. Mm -hmm. And so this woman was nowhere in the news. Yeah. 
So, so now it's, now I have this additional layer of, of fierceness with my feelings about these movies that highlight Ted Bundy or Jack the Ripper or any of these people who have been given a name and a label and a celebrity for being someone who murders and looking at the stories of the women and looking at the stories, trying to do my best to ask everyone in my community, who do you know that sat down at the table and stopped a mass murder? Right. Like this, we might not all know somebody that does that, but we do know plenty of humans who stop the tragedy before it becomes one. And if we can, if we can simply start doing that in our space and our slice of the galaxy in my seat in my studio and your seat in your studio and remind everyone to look up and seek those stories and tell those stories so that we start glorifying and highlighting and rewarding and honoring mm. those actions that bring us more peace. That's it. Ones that bring uh, the ones that bring us more love and, and wrap us with warmth and don't require us to hold each other crying because we've we're in loss, but rejoicing because we're, we've not only saved hundreds of children, but this boy, is getting mental help now. And, and that's one of the beautiful parts about um, reallocating funds from uh, you know, specific police departments mm. at their past actions and saying, how do we reallocate these funds? Mm. How do we bring more training in? How do we bring more social services in? How do we bring more conversationalists in? Um, even if the conversationalists are more like Chris Voss, who is, you know, a terrorist negotiator, right? Yeah. Like, like these, we need to be having more conversations and highlighting the people who have stopped the horrors as opposed to the people who created the horrors, because that's just telling more people do that. And you, you might have a movie. You might get a lifetime special if you do that. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that's the sickness that I think is, it's just, I think we can, I think we can, we can grow beyond it when we see each other as, as, as part of a whole, right. And not separate from us. Um, yes. I think that is the first step. Um, and when we see each other as one living organism, that, um, yeah, I mean, I love that. Yeah. And, and we are, we're, we're getting closer to that in, in our communities. And I think that's, that's where we can walk into 2021 focused. How can I nurture my abundance mindset? How can I encourage and honor it in others? Um, uh, before we go, because I'm sure we could talk for another three hours. Um, I'm, I want to read this, which is the, this is the final affirmation of the year. So this one hasn't gone out in, you know, into inboxes. I haven't posted it on Facebook yet, uh, but this is the one that ha hangs on my desk all year long. And it's, it's one that for me, and it encapsulates what we're talking about today. And it is one of the very first, when I called them Moxie memos, one of the very first Moxie memos I ever wrote. And it, it, it's funny because they're more like poems, especially when they're longer like this, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you know, it's my way of communicating out. So here it is. I want an adventurous, meaningful life. I seek days filled with passion, 
purpose, and change that challenges me to be my best self. I embrace having a servant leader heart, faith, and positive self-talk that supports and propels me into my greatness. I will attract a life-giving lioness pride that will tenaciously guide and assist me along the way. I pray the same for you. There is something so powerful for each of us when we can slow down and write our own poem, our own message to our soul, our own reminder of what we want more of in the year ahead. Um, yeah, I do a fun guide every year. I, I just finished it this last weekend um, that helps that helps people who have never really kind of done any work like this ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I call it my moxie, my moxie life mm -hmm. process. Right. And so um, I have the 2021 link. I'll put it over. I'll put it in the. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I think, you know, we started with Anna and her um, love song to herself. And I think it's so apropos that we, we end with yours and, you know, everybody, you know, write them, write that this year, you know, write, write a poem to yourself about the life you're, you're creating and, and what it looks like and get specific because the more specific, um, the more able we're able to create, you know? Yes. Well, the, the guide that I just, I dropped the link into the, the beauty of the process that um, helped me get to the point where now I can write more seamlessly yeah. was to choose my word of the year. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for the last, I don't know, decade plus. Yeah, me too. Um, last this year, my word was perspective. Mm. And that was a good one. You chose wisely, huh? Did choose wisely. What's And the process that I found for me, choosing one word it has always been hard. It's just like, you know, what are your top three values like that? that feels so restrained and constrained and <laughs> I want it all. Yeah. Uh, so I created this process that helps people understand um, and cover their word, but then give it life. And so I turn my words into acrostics, which basically just takes the first letter or the letters of each, you put them yeah. mm -hmm. uh, yeah. vertically and then you write a sentence or a couple of supporting words that you can read. And so this, this is a great, it's a great way to do it, to add, to bring more life. It also um, a couple of the years, like uh, I went the year that I had the word bliss, I wrote down all of the, these words that I wanted and they actually turned into the acronym bliss. Yeah. And so there are ways that you can speak over your year ahead by choosing these words, go th download this, this, uh, guide. It's so much fun to walk through it. Mm. Uh, I also put in one of um, the other things that I do. I usually do this on my birthday. It's their life commitments, but it talks about like, um, who are the people that I want to share more time with this year? What is one hobby I'd like to try this year? Mm -hmm. What is a place I'd like to go this year? Mm -hmm. Like it's just a different way of looking. It's not goals. It's more like, what do I want to commit to myself to try yeah. this year? Yeah. And it, I found find that the that process is way easier than resolutions for me or hard goals because I wake up every day and I'm like, ooh, it's the first day of the next 12 months. Yeah. 
So, yeah. well, so like them with your actual hands, right? Like that hand heart connection. Yeah. Very intentional with that action. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Uh, yeah, there's there are some other ways to to strengthen that. Um, go to your favorite books, your favorite quotes, scripture, build a vision board that mm -hmm. supports the word. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to really get more of what you want. And also, I believe, you know, our creator knows what we need. Yeah. And so if we're really quite intentional about getting up every day and asking ourselves, you know, for me, the P in perspective was practice peace. Did I practice peace? Did I pause mm -hmm. and examine everything coming at my way? Did I make sure that I'm assessing it based on what my goals are? And, mm -hmm. and then did I choose wisely and actually execute on it? did I practice what I call peace? Mm -hmm. And there were days that I didn't, and I shook off the shame. I gave myself grace. I got up the next day and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I did better for myself and for mm -hmm. my family and for my friends. And so being intentional, I'm so excited for the world to get your book. I'm so excited for that. I, uh, our collaboration of Moxie on Fire, you know, we're looking to, to launch that right as everyone is emerging from their nest. Yeah. Which will be so wonderful. Um, so uh, the, for those of you who are part of our community, we're so grateful to you. Yeah, for we're sure. So that you were here for these 30 episodes that you shared, that you participated. Uh, you know, your wife, Stacy, has been here. I, I'm pretty sure every single ability. And I know Andrew always watches the replays. And so, uh, you know, starting with our spouses, the support, the love, all of that. Um, yeah. Wrapped into just the understanding too, where I'm some mornings or, or and, and or afternoons at the beginning of the show, I'd be like, don't talk to me. I'm going in for a smell of the tea. <laughs> be like, okay, do you need your tea? Like, you know, put on the water, put on the kettle. <laughs> yes, quick. She's <laughs> always a step ahead of me. So normally I was running from a meeting into this one and she already had the kettle on. Um, but that's kind of how she rolls, you know? Yeah. So. Yes. She's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Shall we do, do, do you have any final words? Any, any love? No, I just think when we leave, you know, this, you know, 2020 behind us, you know, it's just, there's something really um, profound that 2020 is about, you know, clear vision, you know, um, and, you know, people really were rolling into 2020, like, um, and the clarity of vision, I think, ended up being really different than we all thought it would be. <laughs> um, but no less important um and no less clear and so just taking that time to to you know as we move into the, the holidays and you know look back you know when we see things in our rearview mirror they often are, are they make more sense so just take a moment to look back and thread the some of the things together about um Connect, connect the dots, if you will. I connect your dots for the year. I love that. Um, and because I don't want you to forget, I asked you at the beginning, um, do you want to share, the, so everybody saves the date for the Rate My Agent? Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. So let me pop in. The, yeah, the, I the sure. yeah, well, this is, um, as people know, like very close to my heart, have really dove full on um, into Rate My Agent, which is great. But the thing that I just popped in to the chat, oh, am I, is it in there? Did I, did it work? I don't know. It just takes a, a hot minute. Oh, okay. Um, I sent the link in there. So one of the things I think that's really happening and it's kind of um, spectacular in the real estate world is um, not another competition, 
right? But the Agent of the Year Awards is a way for us to celebrate excellence um, and excellence not in number of transactions, but in service. And I do think that is, um, you know, for my real estate friends and brokers and agents out there, um, you know, this is something that we can all rally behind to celebrate each other. Um, again, not another, just another list, right? This is about lifting each other up. Um, and there are people who are leading the way. Um, but when I, we get to read these reviews as they come in, mm. it's a miracle. I mean, it's like kind of amazing. People love their agents and they thank them and they've moved into home and it's sacred work. And so, um, we are going to have this really special night um, on the 27th of January where we're going to be telling these stories and uh, shining a light on people who have um, really been the earliest adopters who have led the way. So mm. check out that link and register. I, we are going to have limited spots, so register early, um, if you will. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of, it's, again, another way for us to link arms and um, change the story. Um, you know, that we're writing together. So. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, and we'll make sure that those go into the public chat, everyone, so that you have access to those. Cause I don't, haven't seen them come through yet either. Ollie. And there's no fear or anything. You don't have to, you know, there's, we're not, this is not a moneymaker. So just, you know, just to be clear. Yeah. This is the perfect red thread to what, uh, what I was sharing through the Cassandra speaks, right? Like creating our own, lists, creating our own communities, putting together our Lioness Prides with purpose and intention and highlighting the stories we want to hear more of, okay. that, that sharing the stories of of overcoming and, and or like this wonderful woman whose name I want to honor. I'm going to go back and listen to the book now so that I can put her <laughs> name in here and say her name out loud uh, and honor her. Those people who sat at the table, who, who have comforted us, who have comforted others. And, you know, it, at the far end of the spectrum, diverted major crises, but at the, at the very beginning, simply sat and honored us by listening. And we all have those people. So I encourage you, you'll see it on, on my Facebook timeline at some point between now and the end of the year about writing your lists of the people who have truly impacted you this year, saying thank you uh, in a way that you probably have never done before. Uh, get this date for the Rate My Agent uh, Award uh, experience, uh, as yeah. I'm sure it's going to be uh, on your calendar so that you can really lean in in the first month of the year with that that moment of clarity around what is important in what you do in your business, right? If you're in the real estate space, you are affecting and impacting people's lives on levels that until you actually ask them, you probably don't have any idea how much of an impact you're making. So give them the gift of the opportunity to, to love on you and sit back and wow be wowed by, by the, uh, the impacts that you're making. Oh goodness. All right, friend. Well, we've, I think this is officially our longest show ever, <laughs> but you know what? It was the last one of the year. Next week. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll be enjoying families and all of that good stuff. And then coming back strong in the new year. And, uh, you know, just, I look forward to all of the things that, um, we have in the works just beautiful, um, connections. And, um, I just am excited to link arms with as many people you know, who are feeling it and uh, 
also kind of know in their hearts that, you know, we, we are only limited by our imaginations. That's so. right. I love it. This is it. 2021, right? 2021 walk into it with the abundance mindset, right out what's on your heart, right? The heart, the mind, Listen, listen, listen. Thank you, everyone. Um, uh, should we do one final breath as we... Collective breath. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So if everybody just, again, gets nestled in, rooting through the sitting bones, connecting to the feet, maybe even taking a mudra with the hands, you know, this is Anjali mudra. Uh, we can connect it. The thumbs at the heart. And I'm actually going to show you something I love to do, too, at the end of this. So, okay. I say, so we're going to uh, seal the energy together at the, at the heart center right here with the thumbs, pressing, feeling the fingertips and the heat between the hands. Take a big collective breath in. And exhale deeply, releasing through the mouth and letting go. And then we take our thumbs. We rest them on our forehead for kind thoughts. To our lips for kind words and to our hearts for kind intentions. Mm. Light in me sees and honors the light in each of you. Mm. Namaste. Namaste, it's so beautiful. We'll see you all next year. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.